Into into the show, like, uh, sorry, Miriam, I've, I'm being very surgical right now. I know, just like we're getting into it. In the You're back of guest. Miriam's Let's mind, she moving. thinks these guys don't actually ever record the podcast; they just talk <laughs> about doing it. It's not like <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and then we're done. Great. Let's call it a podcast. Hey. This is fantastic. Hey, friends, what do you hey. say we podcast? Let's do it. Should we podcast right now? Hold on, I got to keep doing some text. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest place on earth. Hey everybody, welcome to Bob Says and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things the Disney company owns that we love. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my co-host, a man who needs no introduction, but for the sake of clarity, we'll do it anyways, Aaron Robbins. Aaron, Absolute Humidity Robbins. Oh, two introductions. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, it's so nice you got to say it twice. Yeah, excellent. Hey, hey, man. Hey, welcome to episode 10. How are you? Episode, uh, I'm, I'm feeling great. It's I'm episode feeling really 10. Good we've, too. We've, uh, we've bucked the trend of pod fading. Yeah. We are here. We are established. We're doing a great job. Uh, you know, I'm just going to continue to pat myself on the back for a little while while you tell me how you're doing. I'm doing fantastic. Once you get to 10, it is it is quite quite an achievement because when somebody. It feels f- like we've done something. It yeah. feels like a, a good marker, right? I mean, we've been at this for a while now. Yeah, we're like and, world, world pros. The pros that you totally would think would remember to start recording the podcast. It's time, it's time <laughs> to just start phoning it in from here yeah, on. Yeah, really? Yeah. That's right. No problems That's whatsoever. Right. Hey, listen, for episode 10, we've got a big celebration. I mean, not only is it our episode 10, but we've got a really special guest Super that we're going to be talking to yeah. uh, in a little bit. It's Miriam Kenley from the Churro Fund on Instagram and the We Like Theme Parks podcast. She's a huge Disney bounder, a huge Disney fashionista, yeah. person that loves fashion. We're gonna be, we've are gonna we got an extended interview to talk with her about her experience in the parks, her experience with Star Wars, and what Disney bounding is. Like, yeah. What is this whole thing? Should two guys that are, that are like us, should we even bother doing this? And if we should, what should we do? So we got got a big big conversation with her about that so i think we're going to skip over the banther segment of our of our getting to get into this know, how, my only my only complaint with it. the we like theme parks podcast is you and i were going to originally call this podcast yeah theme parks are just okay and then we yeah. re- we, we realized there was already a we like theme parks and it was too close so we it was going to be called i have a passing interest in theme parks i guess <laughs> exactly yeah theme parks are <laughs> so so i mean yeah i could take them or leave them that's fine <laughs> that was the original and then we're like the oh no that's what they've already got the corner on that market. Those guys do a great job. Super fun podcast. Oh, you should it's check it out. Super fun podcast. You want to do some I'm news real quick here. so we can get into this amazing. Uh, yeah, interview? let's get through it. So, yeah. so uh, the biggest the the biggest news. Well, I don't. I guess it'll be debatable on what the biggest news is. But Universal Orlando and Walt Disney World have released their opening plans in the face of of COVID nineteen. So yeah. we'll go through these really quickly. Disney's actually just came out at the, the time of this recording. Disney's came out today. So Universal's or Universal Orlando's has been out. And we're just going to walk through and just get some general thoughts. All right. Universal is going to be opening on June 5th, and they are not going to be taking reservations. Uh, So you can just first come, first serve, show up to the park. But when you do show up to the park, 
you're going to have to be required to wear a face covering during your entirety of the visit. You can take it down while you're eating, but while you're on rides, while you're walking through the park, you have to wear a face covering and, uh, and masks will be available for purchase for those guests who don't have a face covering, of course, at uh, strategically placed kiosks on your way up to the turnstiles. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be all sorts of themed masks. Yeah. And they're also going to be, the most interesting thing here is that they're going to be taking temperature checks. And anybody that has a temperature of 100.4 or over is actually not going to be able to. Get I like that the, the, the park, park capacity is obviously reduced. It's first come, first sure. serve. So you show up to Universal Studios, you start waiting in line, and you're looking at the line, and you're like, man, I don't know if we're going to get in. And then your, your partner's just like, nah, man, six of these people are sick. I can feel it. Like they're not. There's no way. There's no way. They're, <laughs> we're going to get in. Don't worry. Right away. Yeah, this guy That's was right. coughing on the way in past the Quicksilver store. He's not going in. I guarantee we're getting in. That's a little. I can't even. I, I can't even imagine. I, I mean, we've, you know, I feel like the, this whole conversation about going to the parks when you're, you know, during this time is so played out. But again, I, it just, I can't imagine getting to the parks, having my temperature taken. I'm in Orlando. Like the chance of me running hot as for it parking. is. Yes. And uh, let alone the entire cost of flying to Orlando sure, yeah, to go to this. Yeah, <laughs> I think the $25 parking is, is the least of my concerned expenses at this point. But yeah. nevertheless, yeah. like getting to the, the turnstiles and like them saying, sorry, you, you can't come in because yeah. you're running, you're running hot today. It's a hundred point uh, three five, but we round up at universal. Just, it's what we do with profit <laughs> forecasting right. and all sorts of stuff. So you can't right. come in today. Uh, I don't, I just, I, I don't want to be the, uh, the, the universal, I don't think they call them cast member. I don't know what they call them there, but I don't want to be the, uh, the universal person that is turning people away because yeah. they've, they've hit 100.4. Yeah. Uh, in addition, they're going to be doing obviously spacing on the rides and they're going to be sending ride vehicles through with, uh, with lots of, lots of space in between them. And all guests are going to be required to use hand sanitizer prior to boarding those rides. So that'll be interesting as well. Like just, uh, I guess, you know, just. Yeah. You go to get on that mummy ride up. and you, you first, you put your, you put your bag in the lockers, the free lockers that you get for two hours. Then you go to the That's free right. hand sanitizer station uh, and then you wait in line. And then eventually you actually go on an attraction. It's quite a yeah, process. For, for 20 minutes of, of, of prep, then you get to wait in a uh, 30 minute line for your uh, two minute and 30 They should just experience. cut out the middleman. All rides should just go through a delousing station first. Like just every ride in the park goes through a... Yeah. Like, like, you know, when you go into the uh, the car wash and, uh, exactly. and and you go through those lights and those lights are doing something yeah. to your paint job, you know, I feel like, can't you, can't they just send you through yeah. some sort of giant UV radiation? Uh, in, in, Mommy, in, my uh, teeth hurt. It's like, it's okay. <laughs> We're going to go on the ride okay. now. That's all right. You're, you're clean though. You're super clean. You're a clean, clean. boy. Yep. Who's a clean boy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, in addition to Universal's plans, uh, Disney, again, unveiled today what Disney World is going to be doing. They're going to be doing a phased reopening. They're starting July 11th for only Magic Kingdom and, and Animal Kingdom. And then July 15th, they're going to be doing Epcot and Hollywood Studios. I, I find this most interesting because they are uh, opening up a month and a half later than Universal. And they are making the choice to miss the 4th of July weekend. Yeah. Which... Uh, I don't. I don't know if you're familiar, but the three busiest times of the year: New Year's Eve, uh, Christmas Day, and Fourth of July. Yeah. Three busiest so times of the year at Disneyland are uh, summer, uh, winter, <laughs> spring, every spring, every fall, day. spring, fall, spring, fall. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I don't know about going to the parks. It sounds like a lot of work. I hear. I hear that that planning for a Walt Disney World trip already takes a ton of work. Oh but now gosh. I got to like figure out. Yes. If it's open, there's just there's so much baggage in addition to your normal baggage of going. I just don't I just you have to it has to be a pre-existing thing. You have to be traveling out to Florida to, to go to something else already. And I just feel like that's a lot of work to go on vacation. 
Yeah, I mean, I suppose again, like if you're if you're headed out for a, a wedding or yeah. something like that, or you're going out for a work thing and you're already there, I could see saying, "Okay, I'm, I'm going to go through this hassle to go to the theme park because this is my one shot of being here. You right, know, I'm not totally. Come back. Then I can understand that. If if, but I feel like that's got to be a very small percentage of the touring population that says this is my one shot to come to Disney and fine, I'll go or, or Universal, and I'm going to go through these hoops in order to attend so I can see what this is all about. Right, for sure. Next news item, or you want to talk more about that? No temperature checks at Disney. Yeah. I wonder what that's, that's all about. That's the interesting about. thing. So they're doing reservations, but they're not doing temperature checks. Yeah. So, uh, and and again, this is. I feel like this is a precursor of things that we can expect when Disneyland opens up here. Uh, the, Gavin Newsom has identified uh, Disneyland as in the phase three openings. I think most places are around phase two openings right now. When phase three opens, that means salons, gyms, yeah, theaters, you can go churches, to Super and Cuts Disneyland. and Disneyland. And, the, Knott's, and Knott's Berry Farms. Go get your jam. The happiest place jam. on earth, and you can also get your hair cut. It's a good thing. That's right. That's right. Uh, the happiest place on earth could be Super Cuts or Disneyland. I don't know. On that know day, it, it will probably be Super It'll Cuts. probably be the Bulls. Do you uh do you put a mask on the front of the monorail like you anthropomorphize the monorail like it's a person and you put a big mask on the front of the on the monorail? Yeah, just a giant mask, just uh, <laughs> yeah. just to really really drive home the point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, listen, they turned uh, Cinderella's castle into a birthday cake for twenty five. They they did uh they toilet papered it for Lilo and Stitch. Why not just uh, wrap a giant mask on the front on the front of the, front of the, on the yeah? That's what I think. I think that's what yeah, I think they should do. And do they, that way you can always remember when you went to Disney World during uh during COVID nineteen. Yeah, it's the inception right? of masks is you have the Jesse character in a parade and in the ha- in the head the the Jesse head yes the character's uh, wearing sorry, a mask what? I'm sorry what I'm sorry <laughs> do you not Try know what I'm t- do you not I can't tell when you're doing you a mean bit Jesse on is wearing a mask is that what you mean Jesse is wearing a mask yes Jesse's wearing a mask there's nobody yes, inside okay. that that is Jesse and she's wearing a giant sized mask I wasn't sure if you were talking about the character greeter that is alongside Jesse or Jesse itself because there's only two people. Right, there. right. There's only two people. Yes. Character okay. greeter in mask, and then Jesse has basically of what is like a small hand towel, a themed, mask. a themed mask. Yeah, and she's like, yeah. "Oh no, got, somebody like, poisoned script. the well." <laughs> Yes, exactly. Oh, man, what a weird world we live in. For sure. Hey, listen, the Muppets are coming Whoa! back to TV. Bum, bum, yeah. bum, 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 bum. Uh, it is bum, time bum, to bum, start bum, the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to make the music. Yeah. On the Muppet Show tonight. Is on the Muppet it? Show tonight. Didn't you want to uh, be one so of the critics when you did you ever like those were my favorite characters on the on the Muppets were the critics. I just Waldorf and Statler. Oh, how do you know their names off the top of your head like that? Oh, man. Also, the names of two uh, very famous New York hotels. That's where they got yeah. the names from. Yeah. Also, <laughs> two salads that I've had today. The Statler salad is delicious. <laughs> the Statler salad. Yeah. Is it better than the Waldorf? It's slightly better. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, So the Muppets are returning to television in July. The brand new series is called Muppets Now. It's premiering on July 31st. Here's the weird thing. Yeah, tell me. What's the weird thing? Six episodes, and apparently those episodes are very short. They're like 10 minutes long. Yeah. So so let me, me, this is what the episodes are. 10 minutes long. Yep. There's only six of them, yep. but it's unscripted television. Right. So it's so, uh, ad lib or they're just, it's kind of like whose line is it anyways, but in a Muppet form type of thing. I believe that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. I believe it's, it's you, you're starting at a point A, you need to get to point B in the story, figure out how you're going to get there. And we talked about this. Do you, do you feel like the Muppets did well at Disney's California Adventure? Do you feel like people are into that? Or do you feel like the Muppets are kind of passe now? Or where, where do you think they're coming back? Where do you think we're at in Muppet culture? 
I love the Muppets. I think everybody in our generation grew up on the Muppets. I think we all love the Muppets. I think they're the gener- our kids' generation doesn't really know who the Muppets are, and I think that's the biggest challenge. I know I've shown my kids the Muppet movies. I know they tried to they did the two modern Muppet movies, the yeah. Jason Siegel movies, right? And so I think they you know they were received moderately well. Yeah. They did the ABC show, which I, I thought was just terrible, yeah. frankly. I mean, I I couldn't I couldn't get past the first episode. So I think that probably tarnished them up. It's a little bit, but I think they're beloved. I mean, they're they're beloved nostalgia, and uh, and they're poised to be able to make a comeback. And so I think that if this is if this is able to launch them into a full show again, and I think that's great. And what I want to see is basically what I saw when I was growing up. I would love to see so a variety ask, so, show. Yeah. So let me ask you this: uh, We have a new theme park coming. It's a small theme park, or and it's not related to Disney. Uh, but they're going to go head to head. One we're building. Uh, well, the one that we're the, building? The, the world's building it, and you're going to tell me which one's going to win. The, okay. the Peanuts gang is building a theme park, and the Muppets are building a theme park. Which oh one's gosh. more popular? Muppets, hands down. Really? Oh, okay. Uh, are you asking me which one I think is more popular, or which one do I think? Uh, yeah, more I think, popular with me, or more popular in general? More popular in general. Which one Which one is going? Are, are the, a new Muppets movie and a new Peanuts movie? Which one's doing better at the box office? That's a really good question. That's a really challenging question. Isn't it hard? I, 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 I think I'm still going to go with the Muppets. I, okay. I, I even though I think probably m- more people. No, I, I think Kermit is a more recognizable figure than Charlie Brown. I mean, they they are both very recognizable figures, but in terms of endearing quality for a younger audience, I mean, uh, how can you? There's like no comparison. Like, who do you want to who do you want to cuddle up next to more, Charlie Brown or Pig or, or or Pig or yeah, Pigpen or Fozzie Bear? Like, yeah. there's no comparison. Oh yeah, Fozzie so, Bear all day long. Animal than Fozzie Bear. Well, Beaker's the best character on there by far. But uh, it's, I, it, Scooter Scooter's gonna be the main character. I think yeah, that's good to be call. The main character of this. I mean, Scooter's great. I, the, the Muppets give me more Muppets. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm thrilled for this. I, I'm disappointed that's only ten minutes each but if it's a really tight 10 minutes like you know they they released a series of youtube uh videos a while back and each one of those were just just so classically muppet and just hilarious if they can do that over six episodes and again this launches them or this gives disney the the confidence that they can that they can invest more money into a longer form show i'm all for it yeah i know you like i'm a huge muppet fan i own every muppets episode i've seen every muppets episode you know that i you know the 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 variety show was wonderful the opening was wonderful some bits are are some of the best things i remember being on tv as a kid there's some of them were super rough manamana the manamana song is just like are you gonna it's classic there's there's a lot of that stuff that you just that was so good but like saturday night live when the muppets are hitting it's hitting and when the muppets are missing it, it was it was it was hard to watch sometimes the muppet show the muppet movies i feel differently right. about uh and then tell me this jim henson or the henson company just did a netflix like thing right they just the did dark something. crystal yeah the dark crystal. The dark did crystal you get, i wanted to get into that but i couldn't get into it i wanted to get into it as well but i didn't get into it yeah. and uh and i feel like waving the banner for jim henson and then not watching the 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 dark crystal series uh i i feel like i'm betraying myself yeah. in that but you know, The Dark Crystal was a challenging movie to watch in and of itself when it came out. Yeah. Uh, and so the series is interesting. The interesting thing when they when uh, that was uh, that debuted was like I showed it to my kids and I was like, oh, we should watch this. And they were not interested. There was a creepiness factor for sure uh, that, that that still carried through. 
from uh, the original movie to the series. Here's a weird and thing again, that happened in the different, in the, than, different than the Muppets, though. In the 80s was that we, we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have streaming services. You didn't have any of that stuff. So when you went to a kid's birthday party, his mom or his dad or her whatever went to the video store and rented whatever the hot movie was yep. for the kids. And you had pizza and then you watched a movie. And so yep. if, if you had a bunch of friends that had birthdays in the same time period, you were watching Dark Crystal every weekend. Over and over again. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. You would show up at like Billy's birthday party and be like, oh, my mom got Dark Crystal. And you'd be like, yeah, yeah I saw it last week at a Joel's yeah, no. birthday party. <laughs> Judge, it's yeah. not great. I saw before that at, uh, at John's Where is uh, your mom? Party. Tell her to go back and get NeverEnding Story. Please just get NeverEnding Story or Labyrinth. Yeah. That would be fine too. Uh, yeah, so uh, Muppets, Muppets over Dark Crystal uh, every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Okay. Right? Yeah, uh, and for as much as I am excited about the Muppets coming, oh my I think gosh, I'm more excited Woo! about this next this is, one. This is big news, guys. Big. Why news. don't you take this one? Why don't you take this one so I can uh, I can just catch my breath and get all it more right. Excited. Well, coming to YouTube of all places, and I'd love to get to you, uh, Scott Storm to hear how you feel about this. Coming to YouTube of all places, Jedi Temple Challenge. Star Wars Kids, Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge to debut yeah. on June 3rd on Star Wars Kids, a YouTube channel, which I'm hearing is being described as, get this, Double Dare meets Star Wars. So this is a Jedi challenge, physical activity, physical challenge, trivia, knowledge show set in the Star Wars universe. How much do I want to be on this show? Can you even contain your excitement for what this can be? I've I already mean, submitted an application. They said you're too old, like right on the online form. They're like, we can just tell already you're, you're not, you're too old to be on the show. I am, uh, I'll be launching a GoFundMe good. in order to finish work on my time machine good. so that I can go back uh, 20 years, more than that, 30 years, probably 35 years at this point, <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to get myself uh, as, a, as a 10-year-old. This is what I want to know. If you go back, if you go back, you get on the show. Do you think that's Scott Storm's big break? Do you think somebody sees you on that show and they're like, this kid's got it? This kid's got it. This kid is. This kid's going places. Um, you know, I think it's your breakout moment. Being the narcissist that I am, I'm going to say yeah. So yeah. I'm going to get discovered in that. Well, yeah, for sure. So. For sure. So. I'm going to be the next. Uh, uh, I'm going to be the next Justin Timberlake. The next uh, Ryan Gosling. I think you could right? have been uh, on the Mickey, from Mouse, Mickey Mouse Club. Club. For sure. Hey, who's yeah. hosting this show? This Double Dare meets Star Wars show. Uh, Ahmed Best. Does that name ring a bell for you? I'm going to say it doesn't. Only so we can keep this going. You got it. Well, <laughs> Ahmed Best, better known as Jar Jar Binks, oh, wow. is going to be hosting this show. Now, now let me be clear. It is not Jar Jar Binks hosting this show. Well, that's it is kind of Ahmed a letdown. Best. Uh, Ahmed Best is going to be channeling his inner Mark Summers. Uh, yep. For those of you who don't know, Mark Summers, uh, just a, uh, a, a fine specimen of a game show host human being. Uh, was the host of Double Dare and probably uh, many kids like surrogate fathers as they were growing mm -hmm, up. Mm -hmm. um, so Ahmed Best is going to be hosting this show and uh, debuts on June 3rd on YouTube. The weirdest thing is, why is this thing on YouTube and yeah. not Disney Plus? Yeah, I know. It seems like Disney Plus needs the content. Uh, it's a all family show, so it does. It's you know, I think a lot of people our age who remember Double Dare remember uh, Temple of the what was the guy? I just heard this too. There was a uh, bunch Temple of these type of the shows. Temple of Doom. Temple of okay. the Forbidden Eye. Temple of uh, Montezuma's Revenge. There you go. There you go. Uh, I, I That one, I I know which one you're talking about. I can't remember what it's called. The one I always think about is Finder's Keepers. That yeah. was the one that had the giant house I love that, that people would then rifle through uh, in the middle of the show. 
You always watch that kid on Double Dare, and you're like, why can't you just get the flag? Why are you so slow? It's the easiest oh my gosh. thing in the world. How many, t- how many times did I watch a kid going up a syrup slide and going, you idiot, <laughs> just put your you? shoes on the side of the slide. Did why are you, you trying to go right up the center? You dummy. What's wrong I mean, with you? I've been studying this show for seasons now. I know the yeah. route I'm going to run. How is it that you, it's like you're, it's like you've never seen this show before. <laughs> yeah. Double Dare hacks, man. When they read your prize list at the end, you want that to go on forever. You won the this and forever. the that and the radio. And the you don't want to and the like, bicycle and the yes you don't want absolutely. one thing named off. Well, you did win the uh, napkins. Way to go! That's right. And and your and your ham your ham radio. Yeah. Talk to people around the world on your ham radio. I don't know why it's on YouTube. I, the only thing I can think of is that uh, it reach it it allows some sort of advertising. They got some exclusive deal. They had to. They already had a pre existing contract with YouTube to release a show. I don't know. I have no idea. It makes so much more sense on Disney Plus. It's guys like I, you and I with our yeah. kids tuning in. Yeah, I wonder if the thought is that they get their first bite of the apple on YouTube. They're going to get some ad revenue from that, but the the biggest, you know, they're not going to get ad revenue from going to Disney Plus right away. They they may maybe they'll acquire more subscriptions by yeah. having something like this, but this isn't really going to move the needle in terms of Disney Plus subscriptions. So maybe they're trying to front load it with uh, YouTube ad revenue and then moving it over to Disney Plus. Uh, that's that's the only explanation I can think of of why why this would air on the Star Wars Kids app on YouTube. Yeah, maybe it, like the thing with Disney Plus and a show format like that is it's not inherently shareable, right? You can't share it outside of yeah. the Disney Plus app on YouTube. They can share clips and you know I don't know maybe that's it's some other kind of strategy I'm just not aware of. I'm super excited how, though. How much are we positioning our children to get onto this show? Like how much are we just living vicariously and pushing? How much are we becoming stage fathers? Yeah, a uh, in order bit. to get them onto the game show. Do you get to wear a robe? You, they're they're going to wear a robe. When yes. They go, oh. Yes, they wear robes. Oh, uh, awesome. Actually, no. Um, no, they, they dress up. Uh, they, I think the final thing, like the whole idea is that they're going through these challenges in order to get to the Jedi Temple to become Jedi. Yeah. So the, the conceit is that they're Padawans. And so they're wearing like Star Wars team outfits. So like a lot of like long sleeve long sleeve shirts and boots and vests Love and that it. sort of thing. So like if you can imagine in the- uh, Just so the we're clear though, the, the last time there were kids at the Jedi Temple, it didn't- and it did not go well. It didn't end it did not super go well. well. No, no, you're right. Um, Maybe you just answer wrong. Hopefully, hopefully, the, yeah, exactly. Maybe you're not trying to get into the, <laughs> maybe you're trying to get out of the Jedi Temple. I'm not sure. Uh, at any rate, this show looks really fun. I yeah. cannot wait to watch Me this too. with my kids. Yeah. Uh, well, those are your news bites. Like I said, we, we're going for just a quick bites this, uh, th- this week. Just a because, quick bite. Uh, just a quick bite, just a little nibble, just a little appetizer, a little appetizer before we get into our big talk with Miriam Kinley. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we're getting into Disney bounding, talking to Miriam, and uh, and we're going to have a great great time with that. So uh, so stick with us, and we'll be right back. This is the Global Broadcasting Service, serving remote outposts since 1928. The weather here this morning is hot and humid. A typhoon warning has been issued for coastal areas near the South China Sea, and a storm watch has been posted along the coast of eastern Africa. And now, let's get back to our musical program. Okay, well, we're back, and uh, now we get into the thing that I have been looking forward to uh, this entire episode, and that's talking with our special guest, 
the Churro Fund, host of the We Like Theme Parks podcast, Miriam Kenley. Uh, more than more than just those two things, you are an amazing and enormous Disney bounder, and I can't wait to talk about your love for Disney fashion and Disney bounding and explaining what that is. But before we get into any of that, I want to know more about you. I want to get the 30,000 foot view on Miriam Kenley. I want to know who you are, where you came from, what's your uh, connection with the park, what's your connection with Star Wars. Like just, just explore the space right now. Okay, perfect. So I will even pretend like we're not doing this a second time. No way. (laughs) I wasn't even listening the first time. So it is like new. (laughs) Oh, good. It's brand new. It's brand new to Aaron. He just came back. (laughs) <laughs> Why is there place. somebody else on the podcast, Scott? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be a tough conversation. Okay, right now. well, I feel like we should have it. <laughs> Mary, so what, Mary, are you, okay. what are you wearing, what are you wearing right now? You're wearing a Disneyland, uh, just a Disneyland? I am. It's the new Spirit jerseys right before the parks got closed. It's sort of a retro 70s theme. So, Spirit Jersey. Yeah. So yeah. In, adi- in addition to being a bounder and, and you know, you're going to give us your 30,000 foot boot, but do you just know, do you know all the, 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 dress releases the shirt releases do you just keep up on all fashion in the park or is it mostly the bounding stuff i know that's a later question but it's a little bit really getting deep into the interview yeah yeah it's a little bit of both i don't um i don't keep up on it but whenever i'm at the parks if i see something i'm i really am into spirit jerseys because they're just super comfortable to wear so if i see one (laughs) i like then i go for it but i it's not like i'm checking shop disney every day to see what new things they have or anything tell us about yourself Okay, so I was born in Arizona, but I grew up in Colorado, and we grew up going to Disneyland. I think my first trip was when I was four, because my parents wanted children who could walk around the parks. Uh, my dad calls strollers a plague on the earth. Wow. So <laughs> not paying that stroller rental fee. <laughs> He's not, and he also is not pushing a stroller all day. When He looks at strollers with disdain whenever they go by Does that us. mean you end up on his shoulders? You end up being dragged behind him? Or do you just no, you, you it, have to fend for yourself? It ends up that we would get a hotel very close to Disney and take a nap yeah. in the middle of the day. Yeah. So yep. Sometimes the you right just have to, to, you have to right leave your to kids in Critter Country. It's like if you can't walk out of Critter Country, I mean, we'll be back You're later. Done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, uh, if you can't walk out of here. You're staying here. So. Winnie the Pooh is a, is a high capacity ride. They could just leave you yeah. on there for a couple of hours. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, get, I, get I think you nap. could. I think you could hide in the back of that little uh, that little beehive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a lot of like Disneyland railroad rides mm-hmm. and like oh, Mark Twain yeah. rides. Um, you know, if we were really not making it anymore. Um, is this something that you do every year? It is. It's something. So oh, my wow. whole family, as a large unit of 24 takes a trip usually in the fall right before Halloween time. Um, and it's one of our favorite things to do all together. So we're definitely those people that we get to the the front of the line and they ask how many and we say 24 and they're like, cool, could you have broken <laughs> like, that oh, down? Cool, 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 cool. Awesome. Great. You'll take up two cars. Fantastic. <laughs> but you can see them quickly trying to do the math on how many vehicles we're going to need. <laughs> Uh, so we also take a trip to Disney World every three years because my parents have a timeshare there. So wow, we're also wow. Disney World people. But um, our home park is Disneyland. We like that one better. I'm going to say it right here. It's just yeah. the more oh, it's a safe place. Park. It's a safe place to do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. I, we find it to be the more magical park, but we do love the bigger experience every once in a while. So that's our journey with Disneyland. That's exciting. <laughs> and so um, do you typically go with your family still or are you going out on your own like what how does that look how, how often do you go to disneyland 
So I'm an I'm the only annual pass holder in my family. Okay. So I go typically at least once a month. Um, right before the parks closed, I was there every weekend in February. That oh, wow. was completely out of the normal, but I just there was so many things happening at the parks at that time that I was like, well, I can't miss this and I can't miss that. So if yeah. there's something that I really feel like I don't want to miss, then I'll do more than one trip a month. Okay. And my parents and my cousin, like our big group trip is usually once a year. And then my parents will do two. How many, how many people are in that big group trip? 24. Wow. Do you guys get matching (laughs) t-shirts? We don't. Okay, good. I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. How do you feel about that when you see the family of 30 and they all have the red shirt and with ambiguous names like dad, mom, dad's sister, (laughs) dad's sister, you know, and it's all written in Disney script. (laughs) All all in the Walt, uh, Walt script. Yeah. Yep. I can see the utility of it, like being able to find your group quickly. Our group, you can usually find by sound. So we don't typically need. (laughs) They're very loud. You're like a Brazilian tour group. (laughs) (laughs) Just just all chanting along the way as you go from attraction to attraction. Exactly. So I, we don't typically need the brightly colored Disney. So let's say you have a family lives in the middle of the United States, equidistance from Disneyland and uh, the magic kingdom. Walt Disney World. They've never been before as a family of this is a family of uh, 11 people. Do you recommend they go to Disneyland first or Walt Disney World? This is their Disneyland. 100%. Dis- Disneyland. Dip your toe in. Interesting. Dip, Interesting. Dip your toe in. I like Disneyland for first time trips because you can walk between the two parks. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Like, yeah, it's going to be a shorter vacation. You're probably only going to do two days there, but you get to do. T- two days and you get to do everything. Whereas I feel and it takes less planning Disney world. My mom and I have like a full spreadsheet of what we need to do for a group of 24 a year before we go. Right. Yeah, you could so, do four, you could do four weeks at Disney world and not do everything. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think, and cause especially you have to go to the universal studios there when you're there. So you're really sure. doing like six parks. If you think about that, that's right. So well, that um, gets into a whole nother show topic about the whole spreadsheet thing, but we'll save that for later. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's when you come back on next time. If, you, okay. if yeah. you enjoy this this round, it's when you come back on next time. With we your talk spreadsheet about tips. People love the whole spreadsheet, spreadsheet tips. <laughs> they do. So I, have, I have the knowledge on how to plan a trip that big. For wow. Disney well, World. yeah, for 24 people, you've got to have a spreadsheet. You're not just winging that thing. <laughs> no. you got to figure out who's eating when and yeah. where, right? Yep. And the ride configuration is crazy with fast pass reservations there. And Oh, my gosh. Yes. In- inevitably, people will still just constantly to my mom what do we do next and it drives her insane so you say look at the map pick yeah, a place and just go there <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's so definitely what, a herd mentality with my family so what is your so what's your connection with star wars i mean the the disney bounding photo that we have on our instagram right now to promote the fact that you're going to be on here is is you as uh, bounding as han and talking to chewy and i want to get into that entire story not right now i want to get into yeah. that whole story but tell me what your connection with Star Wars. Is it because of the parks? Is it uh, in addition to the parks? Like, what is your fandom there? Um, I can't stand Star Wars. Oh. No. I'm just kidding. Shut I'm it kidding. down. Shut it, it down. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so disappointing? If yeah, I was exactly. like, oh, yeah, Star what? Con, I'm sorry, I really what was this? Like the, the one person who has no idea what Star Wars is. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this? exactly. No, so I, I truly love Star Wars. I didn't grow up with the movies. I remember seeing them when I was young. But my dad isn't super into it, so it wasn't something he showed us all the time. And then when I was around 24, my friends, you know, were really into it and they would be talking about it. And I kind of felt like I didn't know what was going on. But I also Uh wasn't just going to, like, 
pick up a fandom and be like, this is my thing if it wasn't. So I kind of took the time to watch the original movies on my own over a Thanksgiving break during college. And um, I just really fell in love. You know, I watched A New Hope and I was like, this is cool, but do I love it? And then yeah, when I watched yeah. Empire Strikes Back, I was hooked. And it's one of my favorite things in the whole world now. It's weird. So you, you watched Star Wars, though, with some idea that you were supposed to love it, that this is a thing that people yes. love. And so that there, there was some that this is a question you're asking yourself as you're watching it is like, man, a lot of people like this. I wonder if I like it versus I think Scott and I's experience was like, nobody knows what this is. We're all watching right. it for the first time. So what yeah. is that? What is that like? To Did you feel pressure with that? Or what does that feel like? I did. I was kind of thinking like, what if I don't like this? Mm. Am I going to have to pretend forever that oh my I goodness. do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just pretend like, yeah. Secretly not a fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm yeah. like, what if I hate this? This is going to be such a bummer because all of my friends really love it. And I'm going to have to either tell them like, Oh, it's not my thing or yeah. I'm going to have to fully pretend. And that doesn't feel good. Right, so totally. I'm thrilled that my heart really, so you, I, that you actually enjoy it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now you want, you came to this later in life. And so, um, I I'm assuming was this around the same time as like Harry Potter? Is it like, is it, uh, is it after Harry Potter? Like what? Cause you're also a very big Potter Potterhead. And yes. so the question is that what they really is, call them? Yeah. They call them Potterheads. Don't they? Yeah. Yeah, wow. totally. All right. Wow. Feels like I don't know what they call Star Wars fans. What do they call Star Wars fans? I think just geeks. Yeah. Just nerds. Yeah. Just nerds. giant nerds. Star Wars nerds. Yeah, Star Wars nerds. So um, did you come to Star Wars before Harry Potter, after Harry Potter, or around the same time? So Harry Potter came first. The first uh, book that I read, I was 13. And um, the, the first three books were out when I was 13. So I kind of okay. grew up at the same time that the books were coming out because I got through the first three really quick. And he is 13 and in the third book. Yeah. So I kind of felt like Harry and I were the same age. <laughs> and so yeah. Yeah. that came first and I was rabid for that. And I think that's part of why I love star Wars so much though, is the sim, the similarity in the story to me, there's such a parallel there. Like star Wars has a lot of magic. It's a hero's journey, much like yeah. Harry, yep. you know, he grew up as an orphan. And I, so I, I want to say that's probably why I'm drawn to the Star Wars franchise is because I loved Harry Potter so much first. So. You know, I'll accept that as an answer. That's an acceptable huh. answer. Wouldn't you say so, Aaron? I came to start become a fan of Star Wars because of my fandom with Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah, it's not an answer I'm used to getting, but I, I mean, I guess we'll accept it into the annals <laughs> we'll of that. the Banthaverse that, that, that happened. <laughs> what is it about uh, about Empire Strikes Back that that's a... Uh, that's usually a, a more uh, like a veteran sort of movie of Star Wars. Usually it's people's mm -hmm. least favorite movie until they've experienced some of life. Then they're like, yeah, that's, that's just a better film. Uh, but yeah, what is, what is it about Empire Strikes Back? And it also, it, uh, let me jump in here. It must not Please. have caught you off guard, right? Like the reveal of Vader as Luke's father, like that no, you must have yeah. known that. And so, so you didn't have that to catch you to go, Oh my gosh, like this is a real thing. So yeah, yeah. What, what is what is it about ESB that does it for you? So I did know that um, Darth Vader was Luke's father because I mean, how could you not know right. that? Like growing up in pop, with pop culture, but I had no idea about Luke or about yeah Luke and Leia being brother and sister. And really? that totally blew okay. my mind. Yeah, no clue that that was happening in the last movie. So I think the idea that like because you know the way they put it to you in empire strikes back is that maybe she could be in love with either one of these dudes. Oh yeah, for sure. 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 And that kind of intrigued me. I'm like, which one is she going to pick? And then, um, I also just the twists with Han being sold out by his friend and then being 
frozen in carbonate and that's where the movie ends yeah. just totally blew my mind. I was huh. like, okay, we know there's a third movie coming, but if I had to wait for that third movie, as long as you did between like, if you're watching that in real time, I would be so upset and like that would hook me as a fan. Yeah. And it hooked me right then. I was like, what is going to happen with this? Is he going to be okay? Even though yeah, you totally. know he probably is. Yeah. See, when Scott and I grew up, we, we put our heroes in carbonite or froze them for safekeeping. We didn't shove <laughs> lightsabers through their chests and push them off of bridges. It's just, That's right. We did That's things, right. we did things differently. Yeah, and also, and also, when uh, when Thanos did the snap in uh, Infinity War, and everybody was like, "Wait, I have to wait an entire year for this." We're like, "Hey, yeah. uh, I remember waiting three years <laughs> to find out what's going to happen to Han and Luke." So I don't want to hear about you are having to wait a year to yeah, know that, that Spider Man's going to come back. That is wild, honestly. And I also love the Frozen Planet Hoth. It's one of my favorite yeah. planets oh, in yeah. all of Star Wars. I think it's so cool that they did that. I mean, if you think about that on paper, there's nothing visual about snow and they still made it dynamic somehow. And I thought that that just blew my mind. And I know everyone loves uh, Return of the Jedi, but I think that's my least favorite of the trio. Oh, interesting. Wow. Other than the beginning scene when they save Han, that whole thing is really cool with Jabba's lair and all that. But then after that, that movie kind of takes a dive for me. I'll so. be honest. I'll be honest with you, Miriam. Uh, people's favorite Leia outfit typically comes in Return of the Jedi. But but growing up, yeah. my my favorite Princess Leia outfit where I knew like, this is a girl you can bring home to mom was her Hoth, Hoth outfit. with the, Hoth, Absolutely. Yeah, that hot yeah. outfit was like she was functional. She was sporty. Yep. That coat looked, uh, that vest she's wearing. The looked, braids were awesome. Yeah, like, yeah the braids were so good. So yeah. cool. So cool. Yeah, that was my favorite Leia outfit as well. But I also really liked the Cloud City outfit. That one doesn't get enough. That's yeah, a good outfit, praise. too. That's a good outfit, yeah. too. And um, then obviously the original white dress is gorgeous so but but of all of them i i think you, you're right aaron like the the hoth one just feels it feels practical and useful and like that's what you would expect you would expect yeah. somebody in that role in that environment to be wearing something like that yeah so let's get into uh your experience with disney bounding like how how did this happen like how how did you make so you you grew up you were going to the parks and then what happens? What happens to I'm going to start wearing character inspired clothing to the parks? Right. So I would say around like in the 90s, it stopped being cool to wear anything that said Disney on it while you were at the parks. I just remember that like being that age being like, oh, it's so lame for me to oh, show for you, that I like, like you felt that way that it was like, yeah. For you to and do I it. think okay. a lot of people my age, you know, it's the 90s. You weren't supposed to be into anything, really. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> That's so right. That's true. <laughs> It was kind of like if you went to the parks and you were wearing like things, it was it was like, oh, you can like to go to Disneyland, but you can't actually like Disney things. You right. know, it was kind of nerdy. Yeah. So yeah. I dropped off there for a really long time. And then around um, 2011, Leslie Kay is the founder of the company Disney Bound. And she just started an Instagram of like inspirational, like, oh, you could look like this character if you wore this outfit. And okay. I remember seeing that and being like, this is such a cool idea to go to the parks and kind of wear real clothes, but look like you're inspired by a, by a character. So that's when I remember that kind of coming into play. But what really did it for me is we were there accidentally on a dapper day and seeing everyone <laughs> in sort of 1960s period outfits that were inspired by the parks really blew my mind. And I was like, okay, this is something I could totally start doing um, when we come to the parks, you're like, so well. it's not cool to wear a Mickey Mouse t-shirt, but it is yeah. cool to wear a monocle and a top hat to, to exactly. Disneyland. Is that, like am I understanding this correctly? 
Yeah, it took a full shift, you know, like seeing people like really go all out and be who they are. I was like, oh, this is cool to wear stuff like this. You can come to the Disney parks and wear things that say Disney all over it. And that is fun, you know, so that's kind of when that shift happened for me was seeing a Dapper Day and people going all out. And I'm like, well, I could do a version of that that maybe isn't quite all out, but isn't embarrassing for me. You know, so what was that? What was that first thing? Like, how did you get started in it? So the first I sort of dipped a toe in just with Disney style. So I would do like a cute skirt with maybe a spirit jersey or, um, you know, something that had like a Minnie Mouse on it or Maybe I'm wearing like ridiculous heart sunglasses with a headscarf. That's just like a little bit more than what I would normally wear to the park. Okay. It's like something a little bit splashier. And then I think five years ago, we went to Disney World and I was like, you know what? I'm going to plan a bound for every day we're at the parks because you can wear a different one every day. And so they were all, but they were all pretty simple. Like I did a Darth Vader one for Epcot and it was literally like you just wear black. And then I had a fanny pack that had okay. this like chess piece on it. So it's like you're wearing that, but it's not so calling attention to yeah, you're the yeah, character. Yeah. And it was sort of like only cast members would notice that that's what it was. So and, I did and that. And you're and sweating was, profusely because you're wearing all black in Orlando. Yeah, and you're exactly. like, won't somebody recognize that I'm bounding as Darth Vader? <laughs> yeah. Luckily, we were there in December, so it wasn't quite as bad. But um, yeah, that that does come into play where you, you're <laughs> so dedicated to an outfit that you're like, like, I remember vividly, I almost passed out in Harry Potter world because I was wearing, like, my oh house my sweater, and it was, like, in <laughs> July. <laughs> I was like, I don't want And you're really rethinking your motivation yeah. here. You're like, I really should just wear a t-shirt. There's, I just, yeah, it's okay exactly. if I just wear There's a There's snow on top of all these buildings. It should be colder here. I, don't, I just don't understand. <laughs> and all my friends are like, just take the sweater off. And I'm like, mm -hmm. then you won't know I'm a Hufflepuff. And she's like, get out of here. No one cares <laughs> that you're a Hufflepuff. <laughs> What do you think? What's the what's the what's the original motivation when you when you're at Dapper Day and you see people dressed up? What's the riddle original motivation to sort of start, you know, sort of creatively investing yourself to not just go as a passive observer of magic, but beginning to participate in it? What do you think the magic uh, what do you think that motivation is for you? I think the motivation is I just love clothes and that's my favorite way to express mm -hmm. myself. So seeing people be able to do that on a day that is dedicated to that. And then you also get to meet people that way. So I was kind of thinking like, I love this anyway. This is what I like to do in my regular life. Why not bring it to the parks and then also meet friends that are like-minded in the same, in the same breath, you know? So, so is there a pretty healthy community of this? I mean, is it a very supportive community? Yeah, absolutely. And it's the best part is, is you can be wearing the same character idea the same day and in two different interpretations and it's not competitive on who's mm. is better or who's is not making the mark, you know? So we all take inspiration from each other and you're also really, everyone's really supportive of the things that you make and create on your own. So it's really fun and you can do it together too. That's the most, me and my well, friend, oh, Kiera, like, a, like a planned bound together. Yeah. So me and my friend Kiera typically like to bound together a lot. Like we go, she's the one I go with once a month and we always plan at least two or three that we're doing together. And that's really fun. So uh, help me understand is Dapper Day and like the theme days, are they all wrapped under this genre of Disney bounding? Is that the way it works or are they separate things? So they kind of started as separate things. Dapper Day was specifically just for period costuming kind of, or um, they call it, you know, what is what do they call it? Like dress and style for the parks. So okay. it was really just a day to dress up, whatever that meant to you, like just being a little dressier than you would normally go to the parks. And then it's kind of devolved into of that 
opening day period. So right. most people yeah. are dressed that way, but you can still just dress up and be part of it. You know, it doesn't have to be a period outfit. And then um, Disney bounding kind of evolved outside of that meaning. And Disney bounding just means like you are wearing regular clothes that are inspired by a character. Okay. Okay. Because and of so course now, there's, there's the rule that you can't, adults can't dress in costume, right? Exactly. So, Over the age of 13, you can't wear a costume. So this is sort of a workaround to be able to wear, I don't know, like a pair of, like a, a yellow skirt with a red top and then you're Winnie the Pooh. Cause okay. that's what he would kind of look like. Right. So, um, then they, they kind of started to meld together where people were Disney bounding, but also still being fully dressed up for Dapper Day. So now okay. it's kind of both. Like you can either just dress in style for the parks or you can Disney bound, but really elevated in dress for Dapper Day. And you can also just go and be a, a witness, <laughs> you know, you don't have to participate. So I do sometimes like to go for these events and Maybe I don't want to go all out and I just like to be there for the ambiance of the day, you know. Have you become a seamstress as a result of this or were you a seamstress ahead of time? <laughs> so I Because you have some now, pretty amazing outfits. Thank you. I'm just now learning how to sew. A lot of my stuff I will buy, like, so for my Han bound specifically, I had a navy blue skirt and then I have a Cricut, like a a laser or not a laser cutter, but like basically a cutting printer. And okay. I cut out the little side panels, the red side panels yep. that he has on his pants. And then I just ironed those on. Which I believe, so, by, by the way, I believe those are called Corellian stripes. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Just, uh, <laughs> I said that for Aaron's, Aaron's benefit more than you. That wasn't uh, just because I, I wanted to get it out before he did. <laughs> yes. So my Corellian stripes I made with a, a cutting printer and then I ironed them on. So it's, Oddly, that's how Han made his that. as well. He had the probably, <laughs> yeah. probably had the same yeah, printer yeah, as you. Iron them on for him, right? Fire up the cricket. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about your experience of bounding as Han Solo. You have this great photo that I I have seen a couple of times, and I absolutely love it. We put it on our Instagram of you meeting Chewie while you were bounding as Han. So like oh set, set the stage, tell us the story. What, what were you hoping to accomplish out of that day? Uh, did it meet your expectations? Did it exceed your expectations? Again, explore the space on this, on this story. Yes. So I was there with my best friend. He had just gotten an annual pass. He's a huge Star Wars fan, but he hadn't been to Galaxy's Edge yet. So I promised to go with him his first trip with his annual pass. So we go and I tell him he hates the spectacle of the bounding. Like it's his pet peeve when we go together. Uh, He's like, come on, I can't do this with you. And I'm like, you don't, don't worry. Like no one's even going to notice that I'm No one's even going to notice. That's what you told (laughs) him. No one's even going to notice as you're wearing a black vest and clearly Han Solo, a Han Solo skirt, a Han Solo exactly. skirt. Yeah, no and one's going to notice this. My belt, I did take the holster off because I just wasn't sure that was going to be allowed through security, but it was like his belt without the holster. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm like, no one's even going to notice. Like, it's totally fine. So we walk into Galaxy's Edge and I wanted just a couple pictures in front of the Millennium Falcon. And that's really all I had in my mind happening was I was going to wear this outfit for the day and get a couple pictures in front of his ship, like yeah. as him, like sure. that was really all I had planned. So we're waiting in line to get our pictures taken. And I see like right by the millennium Falcon is where Ray and Chewie come out for their meet and greet. Uh-huh. And I turned and saw him 
And as soon as I turned and looked at him, he made his Wookiee noise and came running at me. Like, oh my gosh, that's great. It was wild. I was like, I, I burst into tears. Like, I don't know why it made me like emotional, but <laughs> it was like, he saw me, he pointed, and then he started running over to me. And then he like picked me up almost in a hug, like, oh, like almost off the ground. He hugged yeah. me and a whole clump of his chest hair went straight into my mouth. <laughs> the Wookiee fur. You just got a mouthful of Wookiee <laughs> yeah, fur. Exactly. Yeah. A mouthful of Wookiee fur, which I hadn't planned on. And like my lipstick was all smeared, but it was like the funniest. And he kind of stayed with us for a couple minutes, like high-fiving. And then he got my friend to take pictures of us. Like that was really cool too, that they weren't oh, just, like so letting cool. the moment pass by. Yeah. And my friend wasn't recording it or anything. And I'm kind of glad, like it really was just like an organic moment. And everyone around us was like, oh, look how cute. Like, cause it was like a Han Chewie reunion. So oh my gosh. it was what a really great fun. Experience. What a great experience. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love I love those those times when as an adult you're in the park and you feel automatically like a kid again because of yeah. a character interaction, right? It's yeah. just you're just there in the moment. They're connecting with you, you're connecting with them, and you just feel like this is this is everything that Disney magic is, right? Yeah. Exactly. And all because of your Corellian stripes. Exactly. That's all that <laughs> outfit really had to discern it from anything else was the stripes and I also love that the cast members are looking for those things. Like right. he could have easily just walked by me, but since Disney bounding is so prevalent now, I think they're more on the lookout for people who are dressed as a character like undercover, you know? So, so do the, do the greeters, like, do you see the greeters sort of scouting you out to say, to interact with the character? So that like, if you're, if you're bounding as, as Minnie or Mickey, like, do, do you find the greeters are, seeing that and then pointing that out to the characters for that interaction or are the characters really the ones that are responding to it initially? Um, sometimes it's, it's sometimes the greeter, especially if they are characters that can't talk like a Mickey or a Minnie. Yep. And it, and so when they walk you to meet the character, they'll be like, Minnie, she's wearing the same outfit, you know, and right. then they kind yes. of, but I think that's just to facilitate. So like the character knows, but she can't say that she knows. You know what I'm saying? Well, of course, as you know, characters, the characters that don't talk, it's because they're saving their voices for their shows and the parades. So that's the oh. reason why, that's the reason why they're not talking. Wow. And, and, they're, and they're, but they're speaking with their hands and their gestures. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, and any kind of like princess interaction that I've had a lot of the time, um, they'll just know automatically. Like I was yeah. dressed, um, I had a, an Elsa bound on, and when I, I think Kristoff was out for some reason and he, you know, he was like, have you seen Anna? Like he knew right away That's awesome. what was going on. And so, but sometimes the, the people waiting to usher you in will, will make a comment that sure. makes it very clear to the character that you're bounding. Hmm. So that's okay, really fun. So, so let's get into the rules of Disney bounding. What are oh. the rules? And don't say there are no rules because there's got to be rules in this. <laughs> Okay, the rules are it has to be real outfits, like real clothes you can find in your closet. As opposed but, to course, like purchasing a costume, is that what you mean? Exactly. So okay. like nothing like pre-made, you know, or like nothing that could be considered a costume. Like it still needs to be clothes that you could wear. And I know a lot of these things can be over the top and you're like, well, I would never wear that in real life. But yeah. it's like, if you took the stripes off my skirt, I could still wear that as yeah, an outfit. Okay. okay. And who's so the enforcer of those? I mean, who's the enforcer of that rule? Is, <laughs> yeah. that, is that just, a, <laughs> is right. that just a, a community rule that, I mean, I've seen some bounds that are, it, they're 
ele- they seem elaborate. Is that, do you feel like a cast member would ever come talk to you about that? Like, hey, you, you stepped over they, the line? Some, I've, I've definitely seen people not be allowed in the parks mm, if, their talk, if their outfit is a little too elaborate to be considered a bound. Talk, talk about now, um So when you're going through security, they have to look through your bags and things, but they're also kind of looking at your outfit. And my friend was dressed in a goofy bound and I think her hat just like really made it like over the top where she looked very much like she was in a costume. Okay. So she kind of got told like, Oh, like maybe just the vest doesn't need to go in the hat, you know? So they'll tell you like which things you can maybe get away with wearing or taking off. My friend, another friend of mine also, she was dressed as Wally and her, or no, she was dressed as Eve and her husband was in a Wally outfit and they just had like felt things on their shirts that kind of gave the impression of their eyes and she had a boot with like a little prop a boot with like the plant mm-hmm. like from oh, the okay. movie yeah. and they almost didn't let her in with the boot part of it and i think i don't know if that had to do with like then it really is a costume because you have this prop they yeah, ended sure. up letting her go through though so sometimes it just depends on the cast member who's doing the security check. And cause I've never, I've never been told I can't come in with something and a lot of mine can be quite elaborate. So I like, I was really worried about that belt I was wearing, but they had no problems with it. I so, wonder though, if you had the holster attached to it, whether right. that, that would have uh, bounced you from that. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That. And I also didn't want them to think that I really was trying to carry a weapon. Yeah. That too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. So is that something you yeah. consider when you, when you start planning out your bound, you can try to consider where that line is for you on that particular build or whatever oh, you want to call it. Exactly. I did almost feel like I was crossing the line with a Peggy bound as well. Cause it was almost exactly like her outfit. And I, as I was taking a picture with Captain America, as I was walking away, someone came running up to me and I got this panic sweat, like, oh my God, I hope they don't think I'm a character, like as a meet and greet. But it was really just someone who knew me from Instagram trying to introduce herself. So <laughs> that was fine. But that was the only moment I've had where like, ooh, I got really close to that line. Yeah. I should back off just a little bit. You so know? That's, a, that's a really good question. So, you know, when it comes to Disney bounding, is the thought process, it's okay to to be that close to the character or do you really just want it to be uh, a, a costume that's inspired by a character and that you don't want to be confused to as being part of the Disney show? Yeah. I don't ever want to be confused as an actual cast member, but I wanted to get as close to that line as possible. And mm. obviously with that Peggy bound, I, I got there, <laughs> but yeah. that one also, she wears real clothes. Like her character is, but like, so say for instance, the little mermaid, I would never like wear a shirt, with shells on <laughs> like yeah, i would never right. go that far right yeah and also i would not like you can't wear a tail anyway but i if you could i wouldn't be going that far because you don't want you don't want it to make the character meet and greets inauthentic you know and i can't think of a th- scarier thing than kids going up to grown adults thinking they're, that they're the character or, when they're actually not the character exactly right like my right. friend and i went for halloween where you can wear costumes and her bell costume was so perfect that little girls were coming up to her thinking she was Belle. Yeah, and how, does that, was, how does that feel? Like, I, I wonder, I wonder how that feels in that moment, right? Because you're not, yeah. you're there to participate, but you're not trying to take anything away from the Disney magic in that, in that aspect. And yet if your costume is just that good, it's going to cause confusion in those little kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's precisely why they don't want you in costume as an adult, I think is to make sure that kids aren't interacting with adults thinking that they're characters. Sure. 
Um, and I know in that moment, my friend kind of just played along like she was Belle, but then she was like, but I, you can, she's like, you know, I'm just her friend. You can meet her, the real one yeah. over here. Yeah. But that's like a really good person. I don't know if every person out there is going to do that. So, yeah. and of course that was a specific night where you're allowed to wear a costume. So the, that, but you can see why the line would get blurred and why. Yeah. You and that's should. a really challenging thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so I funny to think about the questions Walt would have had to answer if, if he were, you know, lived in an inordinate amount of time of just like, Hey, this girl wants to wear a full mermaid tail in the park. Is that, is that cool? Is that cool? With you? <laughs> is that cool? <laughs> I imagine him being like, I don't care. Yeah. Go for it. Put her in the lagoon. See if she swims. Oh my gosh. I dream of the days when there were mermaids in that lagoon. That would have been amazing. It would be amazing to see that, wouldn't it? Especially like if they swim down while you're on the submarine voyage. Yeah. How dangerous that they were doing that, but amazing. Uh, well before OSHA regulations, you know, we're, it's, <laughs> right. there's a lot of taking chances there. Hey, yeah. uh, so, so Miriam, here's a question that I have about, about bounding. And that is, um, h- how do you feel about, how do you feel about bounds that are distracting of the magic, right? Uh, we did a show a couple of weeks ago, where we were talking about dapper days and mm-hmm. I was saying like the challenge that I have with the dapper day type of thing is you have a family that doesn't know that's happening and then they go in and then they see all these people that are all uh, that are dressed up, you know, it, and so they're not they're there to experience the park, but they're experiencing the park in this fun way for them. But it could be comp- potentially confusing for that family who, again, thinks like that they're part of the show is the general Disney bounding philosophy. Like, don't cross that line. Get as close to it as you can, but don't cross it. Is that generally how bounders uh, approach this? I think typically that's how they approach this. Of course, there are bounds that are a little bit more elaborate than others. Like I did do a little mermaid bound where I was wearing a full sequin skirt, like a floor length sequin skirt, and then just a purple turtleneck. But quite a few people were standing around as I was taking photos, which did feel a little bit like, okay, I got to get this done as quickly as possible. So people aren't distracted by what I'm doing and can enjoy their day because people are curious, you know? So Yeah, I'm. I'm. Ha- but the good thing about that is a lot of people will ask you questions, and I'm happy to answer those just so that people know that this is a thing. Yeah. That yeah. you do. You're and, trying and to be considerate like, of everything an- around you, right? Yeah, and like yeah. I'm an annual pass holder. I have the time to do this. You know, if I were here just on a regular day, I wouldn't be taking the time out to do this whole photo shoot. Yeah, you know? right. Does, right. If uh, you didn't love this, you wouldn't be putting the effort in. How does your answer yeah. change, or would your answer change, or what do you think about as? as you become successful as a bounder and an Instagram sort of star. And so you, you, it's more and more likely you're going to get recognized by multiple people. Does that change how you feel about bounding or, or what the sort of bounds of bounding are when oh, good pun, you know, like, thank you for, for, for <laughs> noticing uh, when you become sort of internet famous and, and therefore you're, you're getting people running up to you a lot. So what I typically like to do is I like to get my pictures done all in the morning as quickly as I can so that I'm not like out there distracting or like being annoying to guests who just want to have a good time and not like watch me stand in front of the Millennium Falcon or whatever. Yeah, so I try and yeah. get that done. And then I'll wear a bound that's maybe a little less in your face the oh, rest okay. of the yeah. day. Yeah. So that's, but when I first started, you know, like you're pretty anonymous typically. Um, so that wasn't a problem, but it is becoming more and more like we're, um, you know, it's only happened to me a couple of times where people have recognized me from Instagram, but it does feel like a 
I don't want to make this about me while we're at Disney. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I like yeah. when I see people bounding, like uh, it always seems like I'm in the Haunted Mansion line where I see something and, yeah. I, and I want to say something. I want to say like, man, I love your dress, but then I don't know where the conversation's going to go from there and I don't know where they want yeah. it to go. If it's just going to be like, oh, thank you. <laughs> or if I can say like, Where'd you How get that fabric? You, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't know what, what do you want people to say to you? And how, where do you, where do you want that conversation to go? Are you looking for just a nod? Like, Hey, I like what you did. Or is it comfortable when people move past and ask, like, did you buy that fabric, make that fabric? Like, how, how did you get that going on? I think most of us, like, if you're doing this, you're obviously like, okay with attention. I've decided like I'm okay. an introvert. Yeah, you but sort I'm, of have to be right. Yeah, I'm an introvert, but I also like don't mind the questions. So we it kind of runs the get like I I do love a oh it's the best when you're wearing something obscure and people get it. Like mm. the last bound I did that was kind of obscure was um the we were the original me and my friend were the twins from the original Haley Mills Parent Trap. Oh and yeah, we were nice. Just wearing, nice. We were Deep wearing cut. camp outfits, so we had camp inch on that shirts that I had made and skirts and stuff. And when people noticed and like commented on that and maybe like. Some people would yell like, let's get together. Yeah. Or, you oh, know. that's awesome. Do so I get some kind only- of points or a badge if I recognize that? Like, what do I get for, for being, <laughs> for being <laughs> Nothing awesome? Nothing other than, yeah, it's usually like an excited response. Okay. You know, like, I don't know. So there's, I know there's not a lot of incentive to like call out a bound, but it is also acceptable to be like, oh my gosh, I love your parent trap outfit. Okay. You know? well, it's it's got to feel good. Like you put that much yeah. effort into it for somebody yeah. to recognize what that is, especially something that's that deep of a cut. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You go like, oh yeah, you instantly have that bond with that person, right? You have exactly. something in common with each it's other. It's the best when cast members pick you out. Like if you're in a line and they know what you are and it's something really weird like they see everything so yeah, i'm sure. always like yeah. i feel like i have badge of honor when they really That's get the what you've done what'd you uh, what'd yeah. you do with your hair for that a for that Haley mills bound what did you did you wear it up or what'd you do um so mine mine was long and then my friend has shorter hair about the same color and so i was we <laughs> She brought in a pair of like safety scissors and pretended to cut it. So that's kind of like <laughs> how we got around that that scene. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. <laughs> but that was another one. I'm like, are they going to let you in with those scissors? She's like, look, they literally can't cut anything. Yeah. It was like bending this piece of paper. That, <laughs> that she totally had. sounds like Disney sec- security. Like, look, man, they, <laughs> they, yeah, okay. I didn't realize they couldn't cut anything. Go, go right on in. <laughs> you're, you're, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Miriam, let me ask this question. Uh, this is the $64,000 question. Should yes. two guys in their, uh, we'll call it waiting, waiting through our forties right now. Should two guys waiting through their forties, uh, even attempt this, this whole idea of Disney bounding. And Absolutely. if so, like what, what would you recommend for us? What I'm, do you think we should do? I'm thinking of Shmi. Yeah, Shmi, Sky, Shmi Skywalker. Uh, no, from, uh, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Yeah. yeah oh, oh yeah. Mr. Bro. Mr. Smee. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes. I thought you were Skywalker think- from the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> I Wait, the mom? Think- yeah, that's what, I, that's what I don't I'm know. doing right now. Check me I out. Thought, I thought you were doing a bit. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I'm doing that bound right now. Uh, I can't explain I it. I recognize that. I can't explain it. <laughs> I got a script, but it had no dialogue. I, can't. <laughs> I don't even know what this accent is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Miriam. I'm killing we, it. No, you're fine. We rabbit trailed. Um, I absolutely think you guys should try bounding. Okay. And the thing you can remember about bounding is it doesn't have to be crazy. Like it could be a t-shirt and jeans just in a specific color scheme. So I always find the best place to start is with the original, the five original characters, yep, Goofy, okay. Donald, Mickey, Minnie, and um, Daisy. Because, you know, a Donald bound is super easy. You just need white 
pants or shorts and a blue t-shirt if that's as far as you wanted to go. But, you know? Let me ask you a question. If I'm doing that, like if I'm wearing white pants and a blue t-shirt uh-huh. and no one recognizes <laughs> that I am bounding as Donald Duck, now I'm just a guy wearing white pants and a blue t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you, so. I mean, maybe you go as far as like, okay, so say you're Mickey, like maybe you, so you're wearing red shorts and a black t-shirt. Maybe you go as far and it's as- It's a little bit more you, obvious that way. Yeah. And then like your shoes, like there's a lot of, like a lot of the times I'll do something with that. Like I have a pair of vans that are red or, um, are black and I just put his little like circles on my shoes. I'm going to bound as Scott storm the first time I bound and see if, see if you have to be a Disney character. Oh, well, I I guess I think I think you are. Yeah, I guess you're right. I think I I think my outfit still holds up the perfect. uh, So my one of my other friends, I got to Disney bound. I wanted to be the poison apple for the day. And I was like, it'd be really funny. Huh? From Snow White. White. And I was like, it'd be so funny if you were a version of Snow White. And he was like, oh, man, he was like, well, I could be bro white. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> explain this more. And so he, what we did was we got, he likes to wear basketball shorts to the park anyway. That's his preferred method. And so we got him yellow shorts and then a blue polo. And I put the little red um, epaulets on his shoulder, feet, like the little red cutouts the, that the she has. Poof, the little poof yeah, thing on Those are called yeah, a so Carillion epaulets. wearing just, a blue polo, so I sewed those so on for the sleeve. <laughs> And then I sewed a little apple over the polo figure. And oh yeah, he, nice. So he, it was just real. And then he wore a hat that was uh, it was like a plain yellow hat that he didn't want anymore. And I put jewels on it to make it look like a crown, kind of. So it was still like <laughs> something he would wear, but it was a little more flashy than what he would. I could see wear. doing something like that. I could see yeah. doing something like that. And um, oh my gosh, he got so much attention that day. He was he was kicking and screaming doing it. And literally every guy that walked past him gave him a high five and was like, that's so cool. Because <laughs> like, he had me right on the back like a jersey. It did say bro white because he was convinced no one was going to get it. And everyone thought it was the funniest joke of all Hilarious. time. So, yeah. Uh, Aaron, so, what are you bounding as? When I bound? Yeah. I don't know. I really liked, uh, I really wanted to bound. I, I came close one time. This leads into my next question, but we'll, we'll get there. Is uh, I really wanted to bound as Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, but my, my daughter was was a little uncomfortable with the idea. She was just like, well, "What are you going to wear?" Uh, but now she's super into it, so she might she might let me might let me go for it. But yeah, yeah, I, he's I, in overalls and a plaid, right? Yeah. Are you comfortable in overalls? No, but I mean, you know, I, like you said, I get my pictures <laughs> Listen, done early in the day. And then, buy maroon overalls. I yes, guess. my hair is already halfway there with the COVID <laughs> thing, so I think I think we're good. Yeah, I think I would go uh, wreck it, Ralph, and then somebody in my family can be uh, fix it, Felix, and then my little daughter can, awesome. can be the hammer. All right, I'm going to give you a challenge, Miriam. I'm yes. going to give you a challenge to build a bound right now for me. Ready? Okay. Han and Carbonite. Oh, well, I, <laughs> oh, that's Listen, so hard. I, I never said it was going to be easy. Never said it was going to be easy. I mean, I think you'd just have to go with like slate gray pants and a top and maybe there's some way you can like, um, should I like model down my hair? Yeah. Like, to sort of yeah. like use like, I was say that, LA looks I, gel. I, Yes. I think maybe there's like like a spray paint detail that can make it look like your shirt look a little crinkled like oh, it's yeah. metal. Yeah. Um could I use so, like a yeah. could I use like a metallic uh hairspray to sort of make yeah. it look like it's it's uh in carbonite? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I think that's the move. And then, you know, the same color it would have to be very monochromatic, like all the same color shirt, pants and shoes. Yeah. To make that leap there. 
I could go for that. How does the yeah. uh, how does price become a, a part of the bounding experience? I imagine you can do you do the Fab Five with just the, the white sh- you know the white pants. First of all, uh, a Donald bound with that is so close to a, like a first day of work painter. Like like hey. <laughs> I haven't, haven't painted a house yet. That, that I and- also feel like if we're going to do an accurate Donald Bound, it should be no pants, right? Because <laughs> okay. no yeah. pants and a blue, and a blue shirt. Well, I'm not dangerous. <laughs> I don't understand why you won't let me through security. There's, little, there's nothing threatening about it. No one is going to mistake me for, as a character. Yeah. I mean, I think we're very Trust clear me. here. <laughs> but does that does does the cost of the bound something that you figure that you figure in or, or is it all relatively cheap? Um, so what I like to do is I like to buy pieces that I know I can use for multiple outfits. So for example, I bought a, bo- a white boiler suit, like just like it's basically just like a white painter suit, but like a little more fitted. And I wore that. I got a fanny pack with a Canadian flag on it. Oh, so I, I saw that. that the Duke Kaboom. Yeah. So I was oh my gosh, it was so awesome. That was a great <laughs> photo. Thank you. And then I wore the same outfit as my Leia on Hoth because that sort of gave me the same the feeling as her utility outfit on that planet. Yeah. I didn't have the puffy vest at the time. That's the only way that that could have come together fully. But it was also so hot the day I was wearing it. So I was like, well, you kind of get the idea. <laughs> and we're not on that planet anyway. So this will work as that. So a lot of the time I'll buy outfits that I know I can use more than once. You think on Hoth there's there's somewhere where Leia has a closet full of outfits, or is there's like a, a fashion droid that that follows her around? I mean, where does she keep her clothes? I think she's got the one. I think she's got the one outfit. Just the one per per scene, or maybe multiple of the same. Yeah. You think that's what it is. You think it's like standard issue? I wonder if on Hoth, like if you wear the same size as Leia, if there's like a bunch of sharing going on. You yeah. know, like oh, that yeah. outfit seems so utilitarian that yeah. maybe she just pulls it out of like the bin of that size. Yeah. You know? Is she the only woman on Hoth at, at Echo Base? I think she may be the only <laughs> that woman was the at Echo original, Base. That was the original name of the movie that George Lucas was working on. It was The Star only Wars woman on Echo yeah, Base. Only, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Five: The Only Woman on Hoth. <laughs> so funny. All right. Well, I feel I feel like I've got a good um, I got a good explanation. I feel empowered to be able to do this. Uh, and I, you know, the thing is, my kids are all under thirteen still, so they can go costume. And I'm yes. always bummed that I can't go costume because yes. you know, like I want to get back to my roots. So I, I could see myself getting into this. The the challenge will be convincing my wife to stand next to me. Yeah. Now, I'm not even say, <laughs> suggesting that she bound with me, but just purely standing next to me while I'm bounding will be the biggest challenge. Yeah. You will have some of those people in your life that like my friend who was like, it's such a spectacle. I'm not doing it. And then my mom is constantly like, everybody's looking at us. And the, no, mom, they're looking at me. I, yeah. Well, I go, the thing I always maintain is people don't really notice anybody else. They're all just there to do their own thing. Most of the time you can do this and people don't notice that anything is different, you know? Well, so. M- Miriam, let me, let me just paint you a little word picture here. Oh. So, um, I own a tuxedo jacket that is black sequins. Okay. It's fabulous. I absolutely love it. Uh, and I wore it to a Christmas party. Uh, my wife and I attended a Christmas party and I was wearing my black sequins tuxedo jacket and she was just 
furious by the end of the night <laughs> because when we went home, she said, I felt like I went on a date with your jacket because every single time we turned around, somebody else was making a comment about your jacket, asking to wear the jacket, rubbing this, the, uh, the, the sequence up and down. She said, I don't ever want you to wear that thing again. So in terms of a spectacle, my wife has been married to spectacle for 17 years now. <laughs> so, I know well, the exact feeling when, you know, the Han bound that I thought would get zero attention. My friend just looked at me by the end of the day and he's like, can you like, let's just go back to the hotel room. Can you change? I can't do this anymore. Yes. Today. <laughs> yes. I can't so, be associated with this anymore. Yeah. He's like, and that it was just, con- you know, cause I'm not going to just walk past someone that says something and not say thank you. So he was like, feeling like we just had to meet and greet the whole park when yeah. everyone saying something about it. So last, I can kind of understand. Last question from me, Miriam, how does, as, as, uh, as you get better and more noticed and your Instagram following grows and all that stuff, does, does Disney and Disneyland become a business for you or feel like a job? And if so, how does that, how does that like change the way you feel about going to the park or does it just stay fun and, and magical and you don't think about any of that stuff? Yeah. Like, do you feel like you have to go to the park to, to do shoots and things like that? No, I don't. I, it stays magical for me. I do a fair amount when I'm not at the park because, you know, I'm not there every single day. But when I'm there, even though I do have an agenda for two days, I'll try and shoot at least 12 outfits. And that can be kind of oh, a wow. lot of work. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But once you're doing it, it doesn't feel like work. And we always try and break up the day with things that we love doing at the park. You know, I did a an Adventureland lookbook where I did several looks that were Adventureland themed. So then we were in Adventureland most of the day. So we would shoot an outfit, then go to the Tiki room, shoot another outfit, ride the jungle cruise. So you're still enjoying the park as you would. You're just have like a few other things you have to get done while you're there. So um, it does. So you're doing outfit changes I was gonna at, say, the, you're at the park. Costumes- yeah, are you doing yeah. costume do, swaps do you, like in the restroom? Yeah, do you have a preferred yep. you have a preferred bath? <laughs> Is there a bathroom that everybody goes to to do the costume swap? Um, so I typically get a locker for all my stuff and that locker is right across the, um, the main street from the Carnation Cafe bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's typically where I'll change just because it's proximity to the locker. Um, but the Adventureland one, I did just bring a lot of bags over there and would change in that bathroom. So it just depends on what you're doing and where you're going. Fascinating. So, wow, that yeah. is fascinating. So, but like I was gonna like I was saying, it does become like you have things to accomplish while you're there but the it never loses the magic for me i'm always going to take time out of my day to watch the dapper dams i'm always going to take time to get 50 churros if i want you yes. know and if i or don't more. get every outfit i sh- shot like on the schedule done like if i don't go through all the outfits i'm fine with that too you know it doesn't have to be like where we're going, 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 and never having fun. If I'm just done for the day, then I'll be done for the day and do that the next time I'm there. Have you Good ever question. bounded as a churro? And if so, why not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, have try it. that. You have it? I have it mostly because brown is not my color. Brown, <laughs> brown and loggy. <laughs> but it, but is cinnamon your color? Perhaps cinnamon is your color. <laughs> but your name is I the churro fund. Fancy ones churro eventually. fund has to bound. You have to bound as a, as a churro. You know, the churro fund all came out of a joke I made for a fanny pack like 10 years ago. And so I picked that name arbitrarily just because that fanny pack was funny. But I do have a love for churros, but I'm not, lo- I'm not loving them so much You're that I want to look for, for like a bond. one. <laughs> You're, bound. You're not going to bound in them. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm still 
hanging on this idea of doing costume changes I know, right? uh, yes. in, in, a, in the Disneyland restroom uh, yes. to go into your next costume. That's fascinating to me. Isn't just, it? Yeah. Like when my family goes into the bathroom, like guys at Disneyland, you go into the bathroom and you're, and you're out. And, and when your family, I have three girls with me, when they go in there, I don't know if I'm ever going to see them again. Like they go into a <laughs> Disneyland bathroom and I wait. And, and it could be 15 minutes, could be a half an hour. I have no idea. So I'm waiting for them to come out in the exact same outfit that they went in with because that's how I know. <laughs> yes. Like I'm, 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 yeah. I'm not going to the hotel alone tonight. This is great. Like you guys survived. <laughs> so my family goes in there and they do a costume change. I just, I'm there for the rest of the day. Yeah, you're just waiting. Yeah, you're yep. waiting for you're waiting for your daughters to come out of the bathroom. They've yeah. already been gone yeah. an hour ago. Yeah, they're getting yeah. photos taken. They're, they're <laughs> All right, Mary, my, yeah. my last question for this segment, and then and then we're gonna do rapid fire questions. Okay. Oh. My last question for this segment is: Is there like the brass ring bound for you, like a bound that you are aspiring to do at some yes. point? If you want to share it, if you don't want to share it, that's okay. But is no, there one totally. that you are like, I'm going to do this someday. I haven't done it. I have the the perfect you know, the perfect setting in mind. And, and what is that? Yes. So, um, one of my favorite Instagram accounts, he, uh, I don't know if you guys want me to say their name on the show. They're great. Sure, why but, not? Give totally. them a plug. Okay. So one of my favorite Instagram accounts is the steamboat willies. They're in Florida and they are hilarious. And one of the members, Kale sent me this idea months ago and I've been dying to do it. And it's a Cinderella dress or it's Dolly Parton as Cinderella. So I'm dying (laughs) to do a Dolly Parton nine to five style Cinderella bound. So what I have in mind for that is a blue skirt and a blue um, Western dress that I've made with rhinestone fringe. And then I'm currently taking a pair of boots and rhinestoning them entirely. And this is one that I probably won't do in the parks because I do want like a holster with a cap gun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. So that's my that's that my is multiple layers. That is many yes. layers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's my my thing that has been on my mind for months to do. And then the other one, I have a friend in Florida that's coming out to Disneyland for the first time ever, and she and my friend Kiara and I are going to be the three caballeros, which I've been dying to do forever awesome. as well. Awesome. So. Well, I'm, I'm, thank you so much for, for talking with us about this. Uh, yes, like again, it was so I, feel, fun. I feel ready to do this. Uh, maybe when Aaron and I have our inaugural trip down to, to Disneyland, uh, we end up bounding together. I don't know, like a chip and Dale. I love it. Like wait, wait, chip just, and Dale, that'd be perfect. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You could just Why brown not? t-shirts, brown pants. We just decided that we just decided that brown and loggy was not a good, not a good look for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, right, okay. you're that character from South Park? Uh, no, I'm chipping, nope. chipping Dale. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm a churro. <laughs> I'm a churro, exactly. <laughs> All right, Miriam, we're going to do our rapid fire 10 questions, okay? Okay. We, we call it, I'm, I'm calling these our, our guestions, okay? So oh, that's okay. You make it sound like we've done this before. I know. Well, it's, uh, I'm trying to make it sound like we've done it before. Okay. Uh, some of these you may have already answered, but I'm going to ask them again. Okay. 10 questions. It, gut reactions. Number one, home park. Which one's your home park? Disneyland. Okay. Number two, favorite Disney character? Little Mermaid, Ariel. All right. Number three, let it go or you're welcome. Which is the better song? You're welcome. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> right Whoa. there, Miriam. I told you. Po- Put one on the board for Aaron. Okay, let it be known. One on the board. Uh, on the new board because the old old board is the filled. The old board got filled up. Exactly. <laughs> with the, the, with the uh, you're welcome apologists. Okay. Um, uh, number four, what order do you watch Star Wars in? 
I do originals, then Rogue One, then sequels, never prequels. Wow, never oh, prequels. Look at never prequels. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. <laughs> Under what circumstances would you watch the prequels? You know, I have recently been in the mood to start Clone Wars, the yes. show, and yes. I've been told I have to revisit the prequels to mm. in order to understand where that goes. Debatable. Uh, <laughs> Debatable. No, no interest in the the Padme outfits and the the Queen Amidala stuff. Do you, no, you know that just went too crazy for me? Why does yeah. she have so many? Yeah, like, uh, I'm good with many. like. Like I like Ray's standard one outfit per movie situation. I like Leia's like maybe a couple. That was so over the top to look, me. She's and got like, as many looks- costume changes as you do for an adventure. <laughs> <shoot. Just laughs> I, I don't know why it annoys me. I think maybe the weird hair and makeup too. I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Take, pick a style <laughs> and stick with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Number five. If you were to, if you were to be changed into an enchanted object, like in beauty and the beast, what okay. would it be? A pair of Mickey ears. Wow. Solid answer. That's a solid answer. Uh, Number six, Dole Whip, Mickey Bar, or Churro? Dole Whip. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Interesting. Didn't know I would say that, but there it is. Uh, Next question, Rope Drop or Kiss Goodnight? Kiss Goodnight. Yeah, that's that's the right answer. That's the right answer. Aaron (laughs) will take Rope Drop. All the shows. Yeah. If there were shows in the morning, I would probably be. There is no, I, I do rope drop every time, but I I prefer the kiss goodnight. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing like the park in the evening. Just nothing no. like it. Um, okay, your favorite Disney smell or sound? Oh, favorite smell is the gingerbread smell they put on the haunted mansion during Christmas time. Oh, nice. good answer. Yeah, I'm gonna do a sound too. My favorite sound is. Um, just the whole ambiance of Main Street, just all of that yes. sound is my yes. favorite. Uh, especially first first thing in the morning. Agreed. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, here's a controversial one. I, I, it's interesting because uh, of your your comment about uh, Return of the Jedi, Ewoks, Heroes of the Rebellion, or blatant attempt to sell sell stuffed animals, or blatant <laughs> attempt to sell stuffed blatant animals, attempt to sell stuffed animals, or delicious. Your- <laughs> I've never thirsty murderers. Which one is that? <laughs> I can't believe they haven't done that in the parks yet. It seems like you could really uh, open up a whole restaurant there in Galaxy's Edge uh, based on Ewok meat. Based on e- based oh. on Ewok meat? Is that what you're saying? Ewok meat. They're cool. too cute. That's they because cute. of the too blatant cute. attempt to sell stuffed animals. Yeah. You can't you can't barbecue an Ewok. That's true. I, mean, I also wonder if they were trying to pull in a young female audience with cuteness. Oh, interesting. I, I think it was to. Uh, I think I think you're probably right. I think there was a merchandising a- angle there. I think it was appealing to uh, a different demographic. I, I think you're. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Last question: If you could work anywhere in the park, what would you do? Uh, Jungle Cruise skipper. Uh, yeah. After Aaron <laughs> Robbins's heart, there. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Uh, I love Jungle Cruise so much. Do you practice? Do you have a spiel? Do you ever? Do you do a routine in the car? I don't. I would be terrible at the spiel. So I no, know I you'd be I would, great. I work on it. I, I work on my stuff when I'm driving. When I'm driving back and forth to work, <laughs> I, I pretend that I have people in the back of the car, and I'm like, hey, I'd, I'd like to point out some great places around here. That's one. Yep. Over there. I love it. I love when I hear a joke on the Jungle Cruise that I've never heard before. That's to me. Yeah. I, I don't care what else is like. The ride for me is over at that point, and I'm like, and I, you get is, out your notebook and you're just writing it down. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Or when you get a skipper that this is this is like there's so many levels of skipperdom. When you get a skipper that knows that you know 
the lines, and so they lead you down a path where they know you're going to blurt out something, and then they change it on you just to mess with you. I love yes. that. I heard... I heard a new skipper joke the last time I was there. We rode it at night, which, by the way, terrifies me. It's I think it's the scariest ride to ride at night. It is absolutely is terrifying. We were by the hippo pool and the guy, the skipper goes, um, sh- if you're really quiet, you'll hear a baby hippo calling to its mother. And then he like covered his mic a little bit and you hear him go. Hey, mom! <laughs> like, it was the dumbest joke I've ever heard, and I was crying laughing at it. it was That's awesome. So funny. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, that was Guestions. I liked it. Hey, that was so guestions. fun. I felt good about it. Uh, do you, Mary, do you have time? Do you want to play a game with us? I'd love before, to. Before we wrap this thing up? Um, I, I was thinking we play, uh, or I guess Aaron was thinking, we play Mask Off with Miriam. What do you think about that? Yeah, the first one we're going to do, though, is uh, we're going to roll. We're going to get two characters and we're going to say which one we would bound as. And then after that, we'll do just a normal uh, two characters face off in a in a in a ridiculous contest. Yep. So as as you know, mask off is uh, two random characters, one random contest. This first contest, though, is not going to be random. It is going to be who is the better Disney bounder. Okay. yeah. Which which character would be better at dressing up as some other character? That's right. There so uh, as you know, as you can see behind me, I have my giant, uh, my giant fun wheel. I'm going to read. You added up, something uh, to that. Feet. Is that those are shrunken heads or what are those? Uh, it was they're dice. They're fuzzy oh, dice. Oh, they are uh, dice. It's because yeah, yeah, they're ones. They're on the ones. That's right. Yeah, they they're on the like ones. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, it, cool. It looks, it looks like shrunken <laughs> they heads. They look great. So here I am. I, I'm, I'm going to be spinning the, uh, the wheel of fun here. And uh, we're spinning this one. And we have Baby Yoda, the child. <laughs> Okay. Versus uh, the Boot Hill Boys. So these are the Vultures in Splash Mountain. So Baby Yoda versus the Vultures in Splash Mountain. Who are better who, at bounding? Who's better at bounding? Baby Yoda, hundred percent. Right. Baby Yoda. All right. <laughs> what is he? What is he bound as? What's his first bound? He's gonna bound as the Mandalorian. <laughs> of course. Oh yeah. uh, yes. Of course he is. You know he's he been dying to get into some of that armor. Yeah. <laughs> Just try it on. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, you want you want to go for another one? Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, do you want to weigh in, Aaron? What no, I agree with I agree with Miriam. Yeah. <laughs> what do the Boot Hill Boys bound as? Yeah, that's oh. a good question. Like uh, I, umbrellas, they bound as Mary Poppins umbrella. <laughs> that's. I think oh, they'd be they, lazier yeah. than that. They'd yeah, be that's the vultures the from Jungle. They'd be the vultures yeah. from Jungle Book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Literally They're requires no vultures. work. Yeah. Yeah, just no, no work at all. I don't all right, know. We... What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? What does it matter anymore? <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Um, we're going to spin that wheel again. Um, and spinning that wheel. And we have, for this uh, this mask off, we have Wendy Darling. Okay. Who I feel like has come up before. She we have comes Wendy up Darling a lot. Attention versus hog. Olaf. Okay. In a figure skating competition. Oh my gosh, this Not is almost bad. perfect. <laughs> Not bad. Like, it's almost like I planned this one. Yeah. Okay, Wendy Darling versus Olaf in a figure skating competition. Olaf, hundred percent. Like one hundred percent, right? Yeah, he was built for it. <laughs> Can you make the case that Wendy is a better figure skater than Olaf? I mean, Olaf falls apart a lot. He does right? fall apart. It's a little sloppy. It's a little all over the place. I mean, he is. He has. We know he has impaled himself on ice before. <laughs> Uh, and he falls apart a lot. But um, he can but, also like kind of rearrange himself. So maybe he could rearrange into like a more aerodynamic figure skating shape. And he can you know? sing and dance, you know, and we don't, <laughs> we don't know Wendy's skills in that department at all. 
Yeah, no. I think you, you got a you got a solid point there. Olaf, point. Olaf takes the figure okay, skating. We'll give it. We'll give it to Olaf. All right, let's spin the wheel again. Last right, one. Here we go. Right, let's do it one more time. For our matchup is Tinkerbell. Okay. Versus Elsa. Oh, this is like a Frozen theme episode. Yeah. Tinkerbell versus Elsa. Who is better at making a waffle? <laughs> this is a, there's oh, a skill man. here. There's a skill at making waffles. Aaron Robbins, self-proclaimed waffle making. Self-proclaimed. Expert. I think you mean globally proclaimed waffle. Globally proclaimed. <laughs> I only know of one person that may be better than me, and it's it's there's a contest that's brewing. But I am quite good. Just just so we know. Uh, is it is that contest with Tinkerbell or Elsa? Yes, it is. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, we really have really been, it's really serendipitous here. Just to be clear though, Tinkerbell is not allowed to use any shenanigans in this contest. It's just straight up. It's just straight up skill. Just it's at, it's at the, it's at the height of her powers. Okay. So whatever that is, you know. All right, Miriam, who are you picking? I think I'm picking Elsa, but hers would probably be more like a waffle ice cream. It's situation. like a choco taco. Yeah. yeah. Choco yeah. taco. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like a frozen waffle treat with ice cream. Yeah. I'm going to pick Tinkerbell because I, I don't think Elsa can make waffles. I just, I think that she's, uh, and I think that that Tinkerbell's got a lot of tricks up her sleeve when it comes to the pixie dust and the waffles. So I don't, you think it's because Elsa's just been served her whole life being royal. It's the, it's like the royalty oh, thing, okay, but it's also yeah, just, it's, it's just, yeah. you know, she gets, a, she gets nervous around waffles machines, a lot of machinery there. <laughs> and, and this, it ends up being frozen. You think there's a uh, fear of electrocution with that. Yeah. I mean, do you think that's, that could be, <laughs> there's a lot of water and electrical parts and I just don't yeah. ever think it comes it out. It doesn't, a, doesn't go, d- go together. Very it's well. a very delicate oh. thing. I'm also going to go with Tinkerbell, uh, and I'm going to say again because we have we, we've talked about before that uh, though Disney releases their recipes for us to make at home, they don't taste nearly as good. And the reason, of course, is because pixie dust is in that. Absolutely. Plus, so she's the only one that can serve your waffles while she's sitting on top of them, and I've never had that experience before. Do hey, ha- you think she's sitting on the pad of butter? Absolutely. She's <laughs> yeah, she's got her legs crossed, her arms and crossed. she's just yeah. like, "This is what and I did." Sure has. Yeah, she sort of has like a, a little uh, mischievous look on her face. Like, go ahead, eat this thing. Yeah, exactly. And then I just tell her, I tell her, you know who's really good at ice skating? Wendy. Wendy's really good. You're probably and not she gets good at really all. angry. Yeah, she turns all red and she flies off in a huff. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That was mask off. Yay! So Yay! Uh, Miriam, jeez, thank you so much for yeah, being on Yeah, thank our you, show. Miriam. It's just awesome talking to you. I'm so glad that we got a chance to talk with you. And again, uh, we like theme parks. Listen to it every week. It's a great yes. show. Yeah, you want to do a plug? Why don't, you, why don't you do a plug right now? Yeah. So I am a co-host of We Like Theme Parks. I co-host with Chris Bond and Mark Andrada. And we just talk all things theme parks. It's uh, It leans very heavy into comedy, a little less into actual information. <laughs> so if you're looking for a podcast that will give you a little bit of Disney information, but a lot more laughs and a lot more, um, as Chris likes to call it, make-em-ups. Make-em-ups. <laughs> we, do, yeah. we do a lot of armchair imagineering and, you know, just sort of just theme park dreaming. And what, what could we think up that we would find magical or fun to be around that's the awesome park. and then just for people to find that podcast they just go on like the apple thing and then they search for best disneyland podcast and it's several spots below bobsleds and banthas yep and you can you can find us on instagram at we like theme parks and Yay. we're on wherever podcasts are so. And of course, you're at the Churro Fund, so yes. you should follow both of those. Uh, we're big fans of We Like Theme Parks. 
We love those guys. Again, you handle them very well. Yeah. You sort of get in the mix and sort of rough them up when they need to be roughed up. You um, know, I, I played the excellent straight man to their comedy. I feel like that's the balance I bring is I bring them back down to earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you can't have two Bud Abbots, right? You got to have <laughs> you, you got to have at least uh, one Costello in there. So uh, exactly. It, thanks for being on, awesome. Miriam. Let's see. A, let's see a Harold the Yeti bound pretty soon or a Bantha bound. Ooh. And, and there you Ooh, go. Both good ideas. Thank you. Awesome. I love it. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we love making the show and we hope you love listening to it. This has been Bob says and Banthas. We release every week on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if we're not there, we want to be. So please let us know where we should be and we'll make sure to be there. Uh, please be sure to subscribe. We'd love it. If you left us a review on iTunes, we'd love to know what you think of the show. And uh, it also helps other people to find, uh, find the show as well. So we're going to take a moment to thank uh, a listener shorty, E-K-I, I believe I'm pronouncing that correct, who left us a, a very nice review or on, over short on iTunes. Yeki. Have you ever seen a short long yeki? Have you ever seen a long yeki? Not I've, as good as a short yeki. Don't don't get me started on long yekis. Okay. I don't I don't even want to go there. Uh short yeki, uh short EKI, they left us a very, very nice review, said, My new favorite podcast, oh, witty okay. and educational. Keep it up, fellas. I say, thanks, shorty yeki or short yeki, or however you pronounce it. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can visit us at bobsudsandbanthas.com. You can email us, info at bobsudsandbanthas.com. We're over on Instagram, at bobsudsandbanthas. Uh, it's been great. Again, go visit the Churro Fund. Go visit We Like Theme Parks. Uh, we just have a lot of fun, and hopefully we'll do this again real soon. Scott, do you have a favorite uh, Miriam Bound that you saw uh, in our Instagram feed? Do you have one that sticks out that you like? Uh, the, the, the two, the two that I really, really like that, uh, I mentioned already was of course the Han Solo bound, yeah. the, the Duke Kaboom bound is just great. Yeah. I mean, just seeing that giant Canadian flag, I like uh, the in <laughs> Jane, you did a Jane bound, right? Ah, oh, that's a good bound too. Yeah. I like that one. And then you did an airline thing, right? You did a, you did with the, with Oh Yeah. I we were love Tim that Mickey. style of fashion. I just love, I love the TWA. I love the, it's, I don't remember what airline still has the amazing outfits. It's, uh, yeah, uh, Pan Am type. Yeah. Outfit. I love yeah. those outfits. And you did something similar Thank to you that. so much. Yeah. We were, we were Timothy Mouse from Dumbo, but as flight attendant. Yeah. He's kind of a flight attendant. Yeah. I love oh, it. Love yes. it. Thanks for awesome. being on the show. Thank you for having me. All right. So we'll fun. see you next week, everybody. Thanks so much. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. In electro-synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Waste time with your friends when your chores are done.